0: Hello, this is Nikta from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 24th of April. The total number of coronavirus cases in India crossed 23,000 with 1,684 fresh COVID-19 cases and 37 casualties in the past 24 hours. 4,748 people have been discharged or cured so far. According to the Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR, over 5 lakh samples have been tested for coronavirus. Maharashtra remains the worst affected state with 6,430 cases and 283 casualties. Gujarat has the second highest number of active cases at 2,644. At 2,376 active cases, Delhi has the third highest number, closely followed by Rajasthan with 2,008 cases. In Kalyan town of Maharashtra's Thane district, a 34-year-old man was allegedly attacked on suspicion of being a COVID-19 patient. He died after falling into a gutter during the assault. The incident took place on Wednesday morning when the man stepped out of his home to purchase some essentials. The dead body was sent for postmortem, and a case of accidental death has been registered at the local police station. Two new clusters of COVID-19 infections emerged in Delhi yesterday after 46 people in North Delhi's Jahangirpuri and 11 members of a family in Old Delhi tested positive. The cases made nearly half of the total 128 COVID-19 patients reported in the capital. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal today said that the initial reports of plasma therapy on some COVID-19 patients looks promising. He urged patients who have recovered to donate their plasma. The trial is currently being conducted in Lok Nayak Prakash Hospital. Based on the initial results, the state will seek the union government's permission to extend the trials to all hospitals in Delhi. A team of researchers from IIT Delhi have developed a cheap coronavirus testing method. The institute says that the new testing method, based on real-time polymerase chain reaction methods of diagnosis, has been approved by the Indian Council of Medical Research. This comes at a time when the ICMR has stopped the use of Chinese testing kits due to multiple reports of errors in test results. Tamil Nadu Congress Committee President K.S. Alagiri said Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Union Health Minister Harshwardhan must explain to the country why the rapid coronavirus test kits procured by India from China failed. He said, and I quote, why did the Indian government procure the kits that are faulty from China at 600 rupees apiece? Unquote. Before I get back to the day's news, I'm delighted to inform all our listeners that Daily Dose is now a part of Google News Briefing. It is a much quicker way of listening to our podcast episodes every day. To access Daily Dose, all you have to do is ask your Google Assistant to play the news, go to settings, news, click on ad source and look for Daily Dose. Once you find it, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. And voila, you're all set for a comprehensive daily news update. In Karnataka, as many as 18 new COVID-19 cases have been reported. With this, the total number of cases in the state stands at 463. The Karnataka government has partially relaxed the lockdown norms in the state, allowing IT and related services to operate with essential minimum staff, construction activities, manufacturing of packaging material and courier services. Karnataka has further allowed some more services and activities including shops selling dry fruits, ice creams and juice. Goa's Chief Minister Pramod Sawant has said that his administration will provide all the required infrastructure, including thermal guns and screening equipment, to industries to completely resume their operations in the state. On the occasion of Panchayati Raj Day, Prime Minister Modi interacted with village heads from all over the country via video conferencing. He said villages and their initiatives have been a source of inspiration for even the most intellectual people. The Prime Minister launched a unified eGram Swaraj portal and mobile application to provide gram panchayats with a single interface to prepare and implement their development plans. He urged them to use the apps and the eGram Swaraj website. Listeners, media employees around the country are under tremendous pressure trying to cover this pandemic from the front lines. Scores of them have tested positive for coronavirus. Do read Shweta Desai's report on Newslaundry.com titled, Who Will Write About Us If We Fall Sick? The Vulnerability of Journalists During the Times of COVID-19. Let me remind you, dear listeners, that your support is absolutely precious to Newslaundry. The importance of independence media, a voice free of any agenda, is now more important than ever. And we are proud to say that News Laundry is one such voice. We do not depend on government or any other organization for advertisements. Our sustenance depends solely on our lovely subscribers who have consistently been supporting us despite all odds. If you are a non-subscriber listening to this right now, I urge you to go on and check our website newslaundry.com right now. We've been doing our best to bring you ground reports, fact checks, podcasts, and videos to keep you informed. Go through the website and if you think we're doing a good job, please subscribe to us. The lowest plan starts at $300 a month only. Moving on to some international coronavirus updates. According to the Johns Hopkins University tracker, COVID-19 cases across the world exceeded 2.7 million and over 190,000 people have died. The World Health Organization, meanwhile, said it will announce a landmark collaboration sometime today to speed up development of safe, effective drugs, tests, and vaccines to prevent, diagnose, and treat COVID-19. The Geneva-based agency, in a brief statement issued late on Thursday, said the initiative with partners aims to make technologies against the disease caused by the novel coronavirus accessible to everyone who needs them worldwide. Coronavirus deaths in the U.S. topped 49,000 on Thursday as the number of lives lost in April rose to an average of 2,000 a day, according to Reuters' tally. The president of the country unfortunately became the butt of thousands of jokes and memes on social media because of his recent White House press briefing. So there's still a question that probably some of you are thinking of if you're totally into that world, which I find to be very interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. The President of the United States of America actually suggested medical doctors should try injecting disinfected into the human body or throwing UV rays inside the body to kill the virus. While talking about a government research that suggests sunlight helps kill the virus faster, Trump said it could also be a rumour, but a good rumour. Okay. And for your information. The research was conducted by the Department of Homeland Security, which is equivalent to the Home Ministry of India. A reporter quickly reminded the president that people might be watching his press conference for information on COVID-19 and that it is not a good time to talk about rumors. Trump being Trump immediately responded saying, and I quote, I'm the president and you're fake news, unquote. Please do not try any of this at home. Injecting yourself with a disinfectant or exposing yourself to ultraviolet radiation can have serious and harmful consequences. At the briefing, the President unsurprisingly ignored all questions about Dr. Rick Bright, who said he would file a whistleblower complaint after being removed from his role of overseeing the development of a coronavirus vaccine. Bright said he was removed from his post of overseeing the development of a coronavirus vaccine at the Department of Health and Human Services because he refused to promote hydroxychloroquine as a potential coronavirus treatment. Trump has repeatedly advertised the drug as a cure, despite limited evidence. At the same press briefing, Trump also said that he might extend federal social distancing guidelines to the summer. It came as the Congress approved a $484 billion coronavirus relief package. Italy has witnessed a gradual decline in its number of daily coronavirus cases, but the nation's lockdown remains in place. Although some restrictions on shops and business operations have loosened, schools remain closed and residents are still being asked to practice social distancing. The country has the third highest number of coronavirus cases in the world with 189,973 confirmed cases behind those of United States and Spain. The number of coronavirus deaths in Spain has also fallen to its lowest in more than a month with 367 new deaths reported today. The total fatality stands at 22,524, and the overall number of coronavirus cases stands at 219,764. French President Emmanuel Macron said his government is aiming to release its detailed end-of-lockdown plan, probably on Tuesday. Speaking to a group of mayors by video conference today, the president said managing to return to normal life was a logistical and organizational challenge, and that measures to end the lockdown would be introduced nationally across the country and not region by region. Russia on Friday reported 5,849 new confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus, pushing its nationwide tally to 68,622. 60 people with the virus died overnight, pushing the death toll in the country to 615. South Korea reported just six more cases of COVID-19 as of midnight on Friday local time, raising the total number of infections to 10,708. There were no deaths in the last 24 hours for the first time since 16th of March. The death toll in the country now stands at 240. Iran has reported 1,168 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, bringing the total number of infections in the country to 88,194. There have been 93 new deaths in the last 24 hours, bringing the total number of deaths to 5,574. The Taliban, meanwhile, have rejected appeals for a ceasefire from Afghanistan's president as his country recorded its biggest daily rise in new coronavirus cases. Afghanistan recorded 95 new cases of coronavirus, bringing the overall total to 1,330. Coming to some non-coronavirus news stories. The Supreme Court today granted three weeks protection from arrest to Republic TV Editor-in-Chief Arnab Goswami in connection with multiple FIRs filed against him in Chhattisgarh, Maharashtra, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Telangana and Jammu and Kashmir. According to live law, a bench comprising of Justices D.Y. Chandrachur and M.R. Shah said, and I quote, Court intends to protect the petitioner for a period of two weeks from today and permit him to move anticipatory bail application before the trial court or High Court. For a period of two weeks, the petitioner shall be protected against any coercive steps in relation to the FIRs arising out of the telecast which took place on April 21st." However, the two weeks was later modified to three weeks. The FIRs were filed against Goswami for allegedly defaming Congress Chief Sonia Gandhi. On his primetime show on Republic Bharat, Goswami, while speaking about the lynching of three people in Palghar, Maharashtra, had accused Sonia Gandhi of having them killed and masterminding attacks on Hindus as a part of a conspiracy with the people of Italy. Goswami filed a writ petition on Thursday asking that the FIRs against him be quashed. The Supreme Court heard his petition at 10.30 a.m. through conferencing today. Advocates Mukul Ruhadgi and Siddharth Bhatnagar appeared for Goswami. Arnab's counsel argued that the idea behind the FIRs was to muzzle the press. Goswami's lawyers also brought up the alleged attack on the TV news anchor in Mumbai on Wednesday night. The Mumbai police have arrested two workers of the Indian Youth Congress in connection with the incident. While Mr. Goswami might genuinely be the victim of violence in this case, the courts will surely decide that, it does not take away from the fact that day after day he indulges in propagating misleading news reports ridden with communal angles. Take for example the Palghar lynching case. The important question to ask here is who funds these primetime shows? Because channels like Republic TV depend on advertisers for their sustenance. Manisha answered this question for you in her column for our Bloodless TV section titled Who Funded Arnab Goswami's communal tirade over Palghar lynching? And now is a good time to remind you again, dear listeners, why you will be doing democracy a favor by subscribing to News Laundry, a 100% ad-free news platform. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.